For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of Richard Skipper Celebrates. Who or what are you celebrating today? As I always say, there's so much to celebrate if you take the time to do so. And I am so excited about today's show. You have no idea. As you can see on the scroll on the bottom of the screen, the word of the day is loyalty. And there are five people waiting in the wings, and I am loyal to all of them. And they are all loyal to me. They're all here today. And we're going to celebrate shows that they have coming up, things that are going on in the world. And we're going to wrap up uh, the week. We're going to celebrate the beginning of a new month. It's September. Can you believe it? It's Labor Day. I grew up in South Carolina. Some of you already know this, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. And when you grow up in a tourist town like Myrtle Beach, Labor Day weekend signals the end of summer unofficially, but that's when everything starts to shut down and it's a wrap up. So, but today we're going to celebrate that. We're going to celebrate so many wonderful things. And today is also Bring Your Manners to Work Day. Uh, today is also uh, Wear Teal Day. All of our guests today are going to be wearing teal. And the reason we're wearing teal today, it's in recognition of ovarian cancer. And all this month, you will see people all around wearing teal uh, for people who have lived with cancer, ovarian cancer, people who are survivors, people who uh, are dealing with it. Uh, and let's hope that in our lifetime, we find a cure not only for ovarian cancer, for cancer everywhere. But today we're gonna celebrate so many wonderful things and we've got five people waiting in the wings. But let me see who is also here. Cherie Callahan is here. Evans 54. Natasha Lombardi. Danielle. Judy Mark. Uh, I, Deborah Stone. You're all here. So let me pick a number. I'm going to go with Danielle. And Danielle, you get to pick a number. One through five. And Danielle, you get to bring on our first guest. So all five people, like let's make a deal are waiting in the wings. They don't know who's coming on. So make sure that you are prepared and she's going to pick number four. So are you all ready? All nod that you're all ready. And I am going to bring on, and when I give my introduction, she is going to know who I'm going to be bringing on because she happens to be my oldest friend in this lineup. We have known each other going back to the 80s. We did a show off-Broadway called Round Trip to Babylon. I'm going to bring her on right now. She's already laughing. <laughs> uh, she's muted, so we've got to get the mute button off. So we did a show off-Broadway years ago called Round Trip to Babylon. We talked about this before. That show was so bad. <laughs> Do you want to tell them how bad it is? Well, it was bad. What can I say? It was 
really terrible. And the really, one of the memorable, well, the most memorable thing was that we met and we became friends. But running a close second to that was that it was in a theater that we used during the day, but by our early evening, but late at night, it was an S&M club. So backstage, instead of a bead curtain, there was a whip curtain. You know, you had to walk through whips and then baskets of uh, accoutrement, let's say. It was really something. It was, it was unbelievable. I remember one Saturday morning. Do you remember when we had, uh, I don't know if, this was, when I was doing a show called A Marriage Proposal uh, by Chekhov. And I showed up for rehearsal and we were outside the theater for what seemed like an eternity, banging on the doors, trying to get in. When they finally brought us in, the woman who was the owner of this club was, dare I say, uh, well, we have a, a, a child waiting in the wings, pretty much. Um, she was chained to the stage. I'm just gonna put it politely. <laughs> it, it was so embarrassing. We said, we're gonna go and have lunch. When we come back, let this be cleaned up. But it was just one of those embarrassing things. But like you said, we met during this time. So, but talk about loyalty, we remain friends all these years. I'm going to ask you a couple of questions before we bring uh, our uh, next guest on. Uh, loyalty. What does loyalty mean to you, uh, not only in your personal life, uh, but in your professional life as well? Hmm. Wow, I should have given this some thought so I could have really collected my thoughts because it's such a, a profound, it has such a profound meaning. And um, in my professional life, I am a jazz vocalist and uh, I work with a lot of different people in their groups or in my groups. And, you know, I don't know if this is exactly loyalty, but there's really something about those relationships that have developed over the years through the decades that I've been doing this. And sometimes um, these friendships, I'm going to call them friendships and use the word somewhat expansively, but you see people that maybe you haven't had a close relationship with them, but you've known them for 20 years, 30 years. We've all watched each other grow up and there's something um really meaningful to me about when I get to see those people that even if I haven't seen them for a long time, even if we're not super close, but there's something about the consistency of the relationship of thinking, wow, we've all been through some stuff together. We've watched each other go through stuff. And um, I don't know, there's just something very powerful in that for me. Now, so, today, oh, is, uh, now today is also bring your manners to work day. And of course, I'm focusing on good manners. And most of us, especially in the last two years, uh, I mean, you and I are both in a profession uh, where uh, we have dealt with people who have bad manners, not only those who are sitting in the audience, uh, but sometimes those who are on the other side of the table, if you will, who are gonna make those decisions as to whether or not you're gonna get a job, whether or not you're gonna get hired, whether or not you're gonna to go to the next level in this business. 
Um, how do you deal personally with bad manners, number one? And I also want to go a step further because of, especially with COVID and everything, most of our work now uh, has been in this arena. We are dealing with uh, social media, Zooming, doing all of these things. How are you, how do you first of all deal with the bad manners in this business? And number two, how are you navigating your career through social media in today's world? It's a two-pronged question. So in terms of running into people with bad manners, I think most of the time I just do my best to ignore it. I mean, I'm human. I might have the impulse to say something snarky if I feel you know, that instant reaction. But most of the time, I just try to ignore it and move on and focus on whatever I'm there to do um, because I want to be in an atmosphere that feels good where we're making music or I'm teaching and people are feeling happy to be there. So I, I don't want to escalate. So that's, I would say most of the time, I'm just going to do my best to ignore it. Sometimes there's a situation where you feel like you have to say something. And then I'm, if that's the case, I'm going to try to do it as an adult. Maybe I don't always succeed, but I'm going to do my best. Um, in terms of COVID and all of that, I mean, I have been working again in public. Um, I've done a little bit of touring and some uh, performed in some venues in New York and elsewhere. Um, it, it feels a little funny, you know, like, is this really, we're learning to live with it. And I think we're all sort of calculating the risks benefits and the risks, but um, it feels great to make music in person live with other musicians and with a live audience. There's nothing like it. But one of the very, I don't think I'm great at social media, but one of the really positive things for me in terms of uh, a lot happening online is that I love teaching. I love, I give private voice lessons. I teach classes and workshops. And um, I've been teaching classes online for the California Jazz Conservatory and elsewhere, uh, jazzvoice.com. And I love doing that. And doing this online, I mean, I love doing it in person too, but it's, I've had students you know, I, I taught a songwriting class with students in five different states, I think. And I have a coming up a scat singing work class that's coming up. And I don't know where the students will be located. And I, I've learned to make it work. It's not always ideal, but I've learned to make it work. And I really enjoy it. And it's and because um, I can get students from all over, it's actually expanded my ability to to teach to teach more and to do something that I really enjoy. So that's that's been a positive. That's great. And I do want to let everybody know that all the details of all that you'll be doing will be on uh, my YouTube channel so that people will be able to keep up with what you're doing. And we will be talking about some of those other things a little later on. So I've got three surprise questions and you uh -oh. can pick either one, two or three. I don't okay. even know what they are. So pick a number, one, two, three. Oh, pick a number and, oh gosh, all right, two. Okay, and this is? What do you love most about yourself? <laughs> what do I love most about myself? 
Wow. You know, that's such a loaded question, right? Because like so many of us, we tend to focus on the things that we don't love about ourselves and just, uh, um, I guess I'm going to say um, that I, I don't know. I, I, I really care about what goes on in the world and with people. I care deeply. And it sounds funny to say that because, you know, I think most people do, but um, I don't know. It, just thinking about it, how people are living in the world and how could we make the world better and more equitable for, for everybody. It's something that is very meaningful for me. And uh, so well, maybe I want to say something. That question for everyone who's listening and everyone in the wings should be an easy question for everybody. So think about that in the future. <laughs> so you get to be, bring on our next guest, one through four. Uh, so you pick the next number. I get to pick the next number. All oh, right, B. Um, three. And that is Charles Kirsch, who is our youngest member today. Uh, now, let me tell you all about Charles Kirsch. Charles Kirsch uh, gives me and everybody in this business a run for our money. He has his own podcast uh, called uh, Backstage Babble, and he has interviewed everybody in the business that I can't get. Um, I when I, I'm, I'm trying to get these names, and then I go, wait a minute, Charles just interviewed that person. What more do they have to say? Because he's asked them everything they need to know. But next week, Charles is going to be making his 54 below debut. Just look at the lineup of people that are gonna be in that show. Charles Bush, Meg Boozer, uh, Lynn Perio, Beth Fowler, David Jackson, Jill O'Hara, Brad Oscar, Christy Petty, Kurt Peterson, Leroy Reams, uh, John Rubenstein, uh, everybody but Richard Skipper is in this show. Um, but he's here on our show this afternoon. Charles, welcome to the show. Meet Andrea Wolper. Uh, and, you know, next time have Andrea and I do a duet in your next show. So um, I'm so thrilled that you're here. Oh, me too. So, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you like most about yourself? Oh, I, I was hoping I wouldn't have to answer that one since it had already been picked. But, um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm honored that this is my third appearance now on Richard Skipper Celebrates and not the last, hopefully. So, no, 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 not at all. What do I love most about myself? Well, I'll agree that that was a hard, it's a hard question to answer because I think we tend to think more about what we're doing wrong more than what we're doing right. And it's easier to sort of hear that from other people, I think, than it is to analyze ourselves in that way. But I would say, I mean, right now I'm feeling pretty proud, I guess, of this show that I'm about to do and having put that together. So although I'm incredibly nervous about performing myself and all of that and hosting, I'm feeling good about my ability to put that together. So Charles, how old are you? I'm 14 years old. 14 years old. And I mean, when I was 14 years old, I was living in South Carolina. 
uh, just starting to do community theater, dreaming of being in this business. And here you are in the throes of this business, living your dream, uh, appearing with the biggest names in show business. And better than that, the biggest names in show business who have, I mean, it's the, all these names in the golden age of show business are appearing with you. How lucky are they? Um, and it's what you bring to the table uh, because if you didn't have that spark, they would not be doing this. Let's face it. It's not just any kid on the street that they would just say, sure, Charles, I'll come and appear with you. So you bring a lot to the table. So Thank I you. applaud you for all that you do. Um, so there's a loyalty that they have to you. What does loyalty mean to you? Well, I would say, I was thinking about this one backstage, and I think that loyalty to me has a lot to do with availability. Like, I think that loyalty means that if someone calls you, texts you, emails you to ask you something, it doesn't mean you necessarily have to say yes, but it means you'll respond. If someone needs something, you respond to them. And I think that's what loyalty means. It means caring about someone enough to respond when they ask you something. I, that is the best answer, and I hope that I, everyone's paying attention to that, because a lot of people, I find that a lot of people don't always pay attention. I mean, even if people just say yes uh, or no, or let me get back to you, just, I think that all that any of us want in this business, and I'm sure I can speak for Andrea and I say this, is to be acknowledged. We want to be acknowledged, and if anyone would just take the time to do so, uh, it would make the world of difference with all of us. So you, I mean, and, and again, this is bring your manners to work day. So have you dealt yourself with bad manners in this, in your short lifetime on this? <laughs> well, I, um, yes, I, I definitely have. I've been lucky enough to deal with that. I would say mostly from people my own age, rather than people who I interview who are older than I am. But I think that it's something, it can be hard sometimes to maintain good manners in the way of not saying bad things about people, things, all that. But I think that it's definitely worth it. And one thing is that you never, I mean, this is, I don't really mean this, but you never totally know who you can trust. So I think it's better to stay positive and not to tell negative opinions about people to other people. It usually will end badly. So I think that good manners are very useful and I employ them as much as I possibly can. Well, you know, that's my philosophy. And I think Andrea knows that that's true about me, isn't it, Andrea? I mean, I, I go through life that way. I figure if you don't have anything positive to say, don't say anything at all. And I'm constantly saying, you know, if, if you see something negative on Facebook, delete it or hide it and don't let it go any further because it doesn't help any of us in this business. Yeah. So I want to let everybody know once again that you are going to be at 54 Below uh, next week on the 6th at 7 o'clock. I got my tickets a long time ago. So oh, I'm going to be there. I'm so glad. How many tickets do you have left now? 
Oh, well, we have we have around 25 or so tickets left now, and they have your name on them <laughs> to anyone listening. So make sure you get them at the 54 Below website. And I'm very excited for it. It's going to be a really fun show. Most of those people, not all of them, but almost all of them will be recreating songs that they have originated on Broadway or off-Broadway. We'll have, um, I won't give it all away, but... Leroy Reams will be singing from 42nd Street and Len Carey will be singing from Teddy and Alice and Beth Fowler from Baby and it's going to be very exciting and I hope so, you all There's no one here but just you and me and Andrea so I want to ask you what are you singing? Oh well I am um, I will just be starting by singing my podcast theme song that I use and that's how the evening will start other than that I will not inflict my voice on anyone else. But, no. You have a great voice. I've heard you sing. Oh, thank you. So you what have, is the podcast? I'm sorry. Oh, the um, the theme song from the podcast. No, what's the name of the podcast? Well, what's the name? Sorry, um, it's Backstage Babble, named after oh, the song from the podcast. Thank you. Sorry. Yes. Uh, it, it, I mean, it, it, and it's an incredible, everybody, Backstage Babble, look it up. Uh, it is incredible. So you get to pick a surprise question, one or two. Uh, I'll pick uh, one. Okay. And the question is, what is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives besides go and listen to Backstage Babble? <laughs> um, something everyone should do at least once in their lives. I would say do some uh, volunteer work, like for charity. I actually, um, that's relevant to me now because for school we have this uh, volunteer hour requirement actually that I'm sort of looking for ways to fill and it seems like it's going to be a very rewarding thing to do and I would recommend it. Charles, you are well years beyond 14 years of age. God bless you. So you get to bring our next guest on one through three. Uh, oh great. Well, let's have two. And that is Claudine. Uh -huh. Hello. Hi, Charles. Thanks. Hi. And Paul and Andrea. So, Claudine, Hi. welcome. Hello. So, I'm going to start with that question. What is something that you think that everyone should do at least once in their lives, besides, of course, go to your show at Don't Tell Mamas, uh, which is coming up? And while you're talking about the one thing that everyone should do. Mm -hmm. I want to bring up the flyer for your show well, because you. you'll be uh, there coming up on September 25th at 5, mm -hmm. 4 p.m. and Sunday, October 16th at 7 p.m. This mm -hmm. is a return engagement. And everyone, look at the top. 2022 Bistro Award-winning show. Oh. Yes, you're a winner. Yeah, that was a wonderful, that was just a wonderful honor. Just grand. Oh, just grand. Um, what should I think? I'm gonna say be in love. Absolutely, just be totally in love. Um, Are you currently in love? Oh yeah, I've been in love for forty years. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it's, it's been pretty. Uh, yeah, I love. And there, you. there, you know, there are days of rediscovery, and uh, that's special. That's uh, you know. I think one other thing, thinking of what Charles said, um, I got to spend a lot of time with my dad in a nursing home. And um, I would say, yeah, go, go volunteer, go do, go be with people who, who can't get out 
or kids. I've worked with, I've worked in school with kids uh, for about 25 years with kids who might be struggling in one area or another and just need somebody to bolster them. So that is, that's great, Charles. You're amazing. Thank you. I mean, if you, you think he's amazing, go to Backstage mm -hmm. Babble. Have, okay. you heard, have you heard his podcast? No, I haven't. I'm stunned. Amazing. Um, and he's just, I, I, I am, Charles, you know that I'm a huge fan of yours. Thank you. And I'm a huge yes. fan of yours. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I'm going to piggyback on mm -hmm. your uh, love answer um, mm -hmm. and talk about our word of the day, loyalty. Mm -hmm. Loyalty and love. What does that mean to you? Together? Yes. Um, well, I don't know. I was thinking about loyalty in terms of there, there are like different levels of it. I'm loyal to my husband. I'm loyal to my son. Uh, I'm loyal to my community. Um, when I worked in school, I was loyal to whatever kids I was working with. I was there to, I think listening. I'm, I'm gonna add a third L to that. Listening to them and, and hearing what it is they need to say. And I, um, for the most part, when when staff was because I was an, a, an assistant principal for a long time, when staff was loyal to the community, I was I was loyal. There were some great people, and I was I was terribly loyal to them. So if somebody did or said something that was hurtful to them, I I kind of tore in tore back. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so I think that. I think that loyalty can breed love because when you're loyal to somebody, you're accepting, you're listening, you are focusing on them, and you notice things that you go like, oh, that's a special person. I can love that person. I can be with that person. I can go to lunch with that person. So, yeah. That's great. And also our theme of the day, um, Matt, uh, Bring your manners to work day. Mm -hmm. So manners in this business and what it means mm -hmm. in terms of dealing with both good manners and bad manners. Mm -hmm. uh, we've dealt with both in this business. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you navigate those waters? Um, well, I know I, I appreciated Andrea's answer because that would have been my immediate answer. That I just, I just, um, I've tended to walk away from bad manners. Mm -hmm. I've tended to like say, okay, I don't need that. I don't, you know, I don't need what you have to not offer. Um, and uh, so, you know, I think I've been lucky. I think, I think I have like friends who are full of manners. So I feel like I'm in a, in a lucky place. Um, I left the business to go into education because I guess in some part because of bad manners, but other parts for other reasons. And then I came back because it's such a great community, especially I think the cabaret community. Um, I don't, I don't feel bad manners now. I don't, you know, I, I think that, and you can also say that's this guy's problem or that person's problem. And maybe they're having a bad day. If it's a pattern, maybe they're not having a bad day. But maybe if, if this is just like, okay, this could be a bad day. And you're like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and come back later and say, D did you mean that? Or 
is that what you wanted to say? Or is there something you could say that's more useful? I totally agree with you. So I've got a surprise question for you. Okay. And in, in well, it's actually, it, it says, use the word instantly in your sentence to a better persuade someone. So let's say that you're going to use the word instantly mm -hmm. uh, in relation to your upcoming show at Don't Tell Mama. <laughs> so for example, uh, if you buy me a new laptop, I will instantly be more productive. That's how it mm. works. So uh, use the word instantly uh, okay. in relation to your upcoming show at Don't Tell Mama. Wow. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if I like the if then uh, for me, but let's say if, if I'll use it. Okay. If, and then I've got one. if you come, if you come to my show at Don't Tell Mama, um, I think I believe, I know, you will instantly get to know me, but also get to know a, a, a vast realm of music that we don't know too much about here, and also get to know a man who it took me a while to get to know, and that was my father. So there. Now, I've got one. If you use the word instantly, uh, loyalty, you might instantly win two tickets to see your show That's right. at Don't Tell Mama. Mm -hmm. So you get to bring on our next guest. Okay. Richard, yeah. jump yes. in for a sec because I'm suffering from feeling like I'm having bad manners because I see that in the in the comments, Joyce said hi and Sherry said something nice and I can't respond. So thank you. Hi, Sherry and Joyce. Thank you for your nice comments. Apparently I can't respond to the so. Well, thank you. Thank no you. bad manners. So, <laughs> no bad manners here. Uh, so you get to bring on one or two. Okay, let's go for one. And that is Jeffrey Voss. And we all have to say it together, aloha. Aloha. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, Hi. Now, are you in Hawaii or New York now? Uh, I'm in Washington Heights at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> which is on the other side of Hawaii. Way, way north. Yes. Uh, like uptown. This. What do they say? Uptown and to the right or something like yes. that? Yes. Yeah. Because um, Jeffrey also is going to be at Don't Tell Mama. And he has a show called Aloha Oi, the cabaret, uh, directed by John Bowen. And uh, Jeffrey, I have a story to share uh, with you at some point. Uh, uh, I think you know it. Uh, I can't tell it here. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll share it with you at another time. Perfect. Uh, yes, September 10th and September 24th. Welcome to the show. Thank so, you. Thank uh, you. And we're going to piggyback off of Claudine. Uh, and you're going to also go with this. I would like you to use the word uh, to use um, instantly. Oh, wow. So the if then thing, I yes. agree. It's kind of, it's sort of where I went with it when I was listening. And I hate to be a copycat. but yeah, a copycat. I, I also feel if you come to my show, or I should say when you come to my show, September 10th or 24th, come on the 10th, because the 24th is doing well, but you all know what that's like. Um, if you come to see me, I think you will also instantly get to know who I am, I think within the first five minutes. Um, 
I'm very excited. I, a person that I really need to start crediting, Richard, is Phil Hall, who um, is someone I studied with. I don't know if any of you all know Phil. Studied with him for many, many years. Um, and you know, I didn't put a director credit. I'm shame on me. I'm new to the cabaret world. I put the musical director, but I didn't put a quote director. And technically, Phil directed me in that he encouraged me to um, get the songs that I did and to tell the stories. And he made it sound so simple. You know, I had this idea. I said I wanted to tell the story of my life. I'm a kid from Hawaii who moved to New York 32 years ago. Um, have not really cracked the show business world like I wanted to, like I'd hoped to. Um, so I think my third act here, because it is the third act. Um, <laughs> I'm a lot older than young Charles. Charles, you're amazing. Oh my God, Thank I'm you. sitting here with like all of you. I mean, I couldn't stop stop smiling. Um, but but you know, the, the point being that um, I really, I really wanted to be part of all this. And um, Phil and I had dinner six or nine months ago after not seeing each other for a long, long time. And, you know, I said, Phil, do you think I was sort of curious about cabaret? I've done so many people and I've been to a lot of shows. You think I, he's like, are you kidding? Of course you can do it. He said, so, so do it. And I was like, oh, that's all I needed was like one person who I trusted and who I um, respected and admired. Um, and then I've known John for many years. John and I did a couple shows together um, he has a great joke in my show that I don't want to spoil, but um, we did Oklahoma and Brooklyn together. That's all I'll say. It was just like, you know, a great show uh, with Julie Rayburn, another fabulous. Wow. wow. Julie was, I was Allie Hackham. Julie was my Edo Annie. Wow. Amazing, amazing An singer, amazing person. Amazing Love her. Um, so, yeah, so. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, I met Sydney Meyer. And for an hour, Sydney asked me about Hawaii. I mean, I, I spent an entire hour in that little theater, that little, the little room telling him about Hawaii before I could even get to, I want to do a show about Hawaii. <laughs> he was so interested and, you know, had so many questions about my life there um, because I literally did come from one Island to another. And that's kind of what the show's about and you know why I uh, chose Hawaii? Why I mean, I chose New York? Um, why Hawaii was sort of lost on me? Um, so I think, also in a general sense, everyone can relate to the story of being from somewhere, wanting to be somewhere else. Whether it's New York, whether it's Paris, whether it's London, you know, wherever we all, I think. And New York just happens to be the magnet, isn't it? It's like you know, Richard, you're from South Carolina. I mean, I'm sure we could trade stories about being oh, absolutely you know? And, you know and i saw the interview i'm gonna i uh, i i learn from the best and i saw the interview that you did uh with tim moss and wendy stewart i watched that show and as i listened to the interview there were so many stories that you told and i went oh my god because it just brought back so many memories of your coming here and all the stories that you told. And I know a lot of those stories were told in your show. So I er, encourage everyone to go, but I want to, again, piggyback on, uh, you talk about Phil Hall and that also brings up loyalty. I mean, obviously this relationship that you've had for years and years and years, uh, and he did bring so much to the table. What was it about Phil that you trusted to guide you in the direction that you needed to go in? 
You know, I just, Phil, first of all, is amazing, brilliant pianist and vocal coach. And he never, ever, never, ever discouraged me. Everything, everything about Phil is positive, positive, positive. And I really respect that. And I really glom on to that sort of thing. I'll give you a story. This is a very brief story, but I, I don't tell it often because it, I still can't believe it happened, but I'll never forget in the nineties, I went to a vocal lesson. I'd scheduled a class and Lori Beachman was there before me. I'm going to cry. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Lori Beachman said, come in. She sang being alive to me. I can't even tell you that. I, every time I think about that, my head explodes for, for, for three minutes. Lori Beachman sang like, you know, the most incredible Sondheim song, you know, and as we all know, she had her issues with cancer, etc. To me, like alone, and she yeah, left. And I, I, I looked at Phil, Richard. I looked at Phil. I died of ovarian cancer. Perfect. Yeah, and I looked at Phil. And I said, "I, you want me to sing after that? It's like it's like being on this show talking after Charles and all of you. I, I I'm, I'm, my mind is incredibly blown. Um. I, well, I've got my own uh, Laurie Beachman story that I could share with you, but I want to get our uh, next guest on in a moment. But before I bring him on, I want to ask you about manners in this yeah. business uh, <laughs> and how you navigate both good and bad manners. And then I'm going to bring on our very next guest, who I am so excited is here. And he's done this uh, show a few times. Um, well, so... When I when you talk about this business, I'm sort of I've sort of surfed between two. As um, I believe Claudine, you had a career yourself. I mean, I still have a career. I have a very of all I talk about in my show that I've always had a really good day job. So this has sort of been the the career I'm aspiring to. And you know, I mean, show business. You know, it's fun. It's crazy. You meet crazy people. Yeah, I used to do theater in Hawaii. Um, you know, the egos, all that stuff. You just have to let it go and just sort of present yourself in the best light as possible. And when you have that negativity, you know, I always, I always think about, especially my day, day job, my regular career, um, mindfulness, you know, mindfulness mm -hmm. is kind of a buzzword now, but it's really the key. Absolutely. You, you just have to be mindful and put yourself in people's shoes, be empathetic, you know, all that sort of thing, I think is, is how you, how you survive. Absolutely. Your surprise question. Uh, well, what are you most looking forward to in the next 10 years? Oh my God. Um, oh, I'm going to be like the hugest cabaret star. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> max, max up and down the wazoo. Um, I'm going to write. I really, I'm hoping to retire from my day job. Shh, don't tell anyone. Um, and hopefully about three years. Uh, and then I want to write, I want to perform, um, I want to sing. I, I couldn't believe how much I love singing. Uh, cabaret, just, I can't, I can't explain it. I remember the first show I did where I was sold out in May and basically uh, just coming off the stage and be like, what the hell, what was that? Like, it was such a great feeling. You all, you all know, it, it's the best. The unique um the interplay between the audience, the intimacy. It's just nothing like it. So I'm hoping I'll do that. That's wonderful. I want to bring our next guest on, and I'm just going to let him sit and so I can talk about him. Uh, David. Uh, I'm a little so, Is that me? 
Uh, yes, I think you've got, you may have the windows open. There's something a little echo there. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Echo cancel. How's this? Yes. Good. Perfect. Oh, good. Okay. So, one of the greatest things that came out of COVID was meeting David Zimmerman. Ah. Um, I feel that David uh, is, I, I feel almost like he's a soulmate of mine. Uh, David has this incredible soul. Uh, he has uh, this uh, business called Meet the Biz. Um, and he works with the most incredible people uh, on the planet. Um, these are people who, some of them have learning disabilities. Uh, mm -hmm. Some of them uh, may uh, have a different way of going through life than the rest of us. That's the way I'm going to put it. Um, but they are brilliant in terms of the way they see the world. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, these workshops, these classes that David, uh, he instills in these students uh, of life, I'm going to put it, um, um, hope and a belief that they can do anything. And he asked me to come in and do a master class. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the most life affirming things I have ever done in my lifetime. And uh, it meant the world to me. And uh, David came to New York earlier this uh, summer. Uh, it, it, I mean, this year is going by so fast. And uh, we got together, had a wonderful dinner at uh, Joe Allen's. And uh, I, he, I just love this man so much. Yeah. So I'm, and when I reached out and said, would you like to do this afternoon? He says, let me switch some things around. Uh, so with all that you do, David, and you've got a full plate. Um, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Oh, my God. I just, at this moment, I see myself mm -hmm. on a stage receiving an award. <laughs> <laughs> I see it, too. And, and that being said, I also see myself to continuing to create positive art that can heal the world. So those... Those two things. I have to, I, I don't give myself, I'm the kind of person who doesn't give myself enough credit. I'm saying, oh, yeah, I didn't, you know. But once in a while that Emmy or whatever <laughs> go, yes. or Oscar comes into my mind. So that would be fun. So you, how long have you been in this business, David? Since I popped my head out of the womb. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I remember... I, I mean, officially, I mean, remember, I was in plays through school, uh, high school. I got the drama award in high school. Mm -hmm. I got, uh, went to college, did that, got an agent, did the commercial thing. And uh, so I've been, I've been in it, you know, my whole life, which is like, what, 20 years now? Yes. <laughs> so what does loyalty in this business mean to you? Friends, the, the word friends um, comes to my mind. Being true to not just other people, but true to yourself. When I first got to L.A., I said to myself, David, the one thing you have to do 
is really be true to yourself and true to your core because you you've heard about this business and it could shake you up and this and that and i've been through a few ups and downs like we all have but um that's what i said to myself true to yourself true to your friends yeah truth and manners ah. uh, dealing with both good and bad manners and how you navigate those waters well, if you asked me this 20 years ago, when I, or 25, when I moved to LA, I was waiting tables at the time, and I was, I transferred from Bobby McGee's, where we all dressed up in outfits. I was the country farmer with a little hat and a bow tie, and <laughs> say, oh my God, the fresh, the fish is so fresh, it jumped out of the water and kissed me, you know, when I would go up to the table. <laughs> So one time we had the, the these two guys because we had a dance bar uh, next to the restaurant. People would come if you eat in the restaurant, you get free admission to the to the dance bar. So they both ordered um, hamburgers. Somebody else brought the hamburger out. I followed them out, and oh, it didn't have cheese on it. I'll be right back. Boom, boom, boom. Now I put the cheese down because I was damn good at that. But uh, of course they forgot the cheese in the kitchen. I brought it. There it is. Within, you know, less than 30 seconds. At the end of the meal, one of them said, you are a great raider, but you better tell your cooks to do better. So we're only giving you a quarter tip. Oh, gee. And I looked at it. And I, for some reason, I grabbed his hand. I put the quarter back in. And I said, you might need this for a phone call one day. <laughs> So I, I sort of, but I was in character, so I allowed myself to do it. So it was sort of like a little, you never know if you'll be in prison, but um, that kind of thing. That being said, me as a person and my manners overall, I, I've heard so many people say this too. I want, I love, I love love. I'm all about peace and harmony. So if somebody is, acting a little, you know, off, I try to send them a, a love vibe without getting in the way. And I, um, I if that makes sense, I just, mm. I just, you know, send them love. Absolutely. From so a distance. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to ask you, uh, yes, uh, my friend, Julie Gold, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to ask you your surprise question. What is something that you were certain you'll never experience and why? Oh, my God. Is this live? He <laughs> <laughs> always goes there. <laughs> something that I will never experience and why? Yes. Okay. my <laughs> One of my choices is probably... Probably, and people were saying, why? Jump out of a plane. I probably okay. wouldn't jump out of a plane. I, I I, just, you know, that's not, and I, please don't make that happen for some reason. I'm going to tell you all, my friend Peggy Eason, who died this past year, uh, go online, go to YouTube, and uh, Google Peggy Eason defying gravity. He was born blind but she jumped out of an airplane on her 60th birthday. Oh, I love that. And, uh, and she recorded the song Defying Gravity showing this. So 
It's possible. Anything's possible. So we're going to do some uh, fun wind down questions just uh, to uh, get uh, as we wind down uh, the show and the week and kick off uh, the new month. September is going to be full of possibilities. Believe, 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 manifest. I believe it. Uh, Andrea, I'm going to start with you. Um, something exciting that you're currently working on that you want to tell everyone about. You've already told us about your teaching. So tell us about something different that you are working on that you want to announce today. Sure. Well, uh, I do. I am in the process of working on a new recording and I do have some gigs coming up. And so um, I know my name is showing there. If people go to andreawalper.com, they can see where I'm performing. Um, and yeah, so I've got all kinds of stuff in the works. And they can follow you on Facebook too, can't they? They can. Yes, yes they can. Yes. Okay. And also, not jumping out of you can follow me not jumping out of airplanes. Charles, we know all about your love of the business and everything, but what hobbies would you like to uh, spend more time doing that are outside the realm of show business? Well, I, this is sort of half inside, half outside, but I would say that especially during the school year with all the schoolwork that I have, I usually don't get as much time to read as I would like to. It usually, I'm usually only able to do it like right before bed or something like that, but I would like to try to make more time for myself to read in the new year because, and the new month, in the new school year, in the new year, because it is always rewarding. Okay, that's good. Uh, is there anything, a uh, new book out that you really are looking forward to reading? Well, right now I'm really enjoying uh, Shy, the Mary Rogers book. It's lots of great stories in there. And my friend and mentor, Peter Felicia, just released his new book as well. And it's fascinating. And so I'd recommend those too. So have you had Jesse Green on your show yet? No, I haven't, but I would love to. Is he coming up? No, no, not that I know of. Let's get him together and let's both you and I do a co-hosting show together. That will be fun. Okay. Jesse, if you're out there, uh, Charles, if you get him, we do it together. Okay. I will. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, Claudine, uh -huh. uh, how much sleep do you require at night? Oh, God. Uh, you know, uh, when I worked in school, it was five or six hours because I would, my husband's an actor. Mm -hmm. And even and so the, the the nights were long, and then uh, I would have to be up at five or six in the morning to get to, and I manage. But now, now I really, I really like my seven or eight. That's 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 uh, you know good number. If I can get eight, I'm really really thrilled. Okay. But I do have a little internal clock that goes boing. So okay. Uh Jeffrey, how do you spend your time when you're not devoted to your career? Oh, God, you should talk to my husband about that. I am the laziest gal in town. I'm oh, really? You, oh, my God. I, I, As I age, as I get older, because um, I do people always, oh, you're so fun, you're gregarious, all that. I, I'm a cancer. So those of you who know the Zodiac, um, you know, I have my shell and I'm actually can be out there, out there. Out there and it's like, okay, I'm done. I'm done. So, um, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> I 
What do you do when you're not invited oh, to show business? Well, you know, I, I really um, I really love film. We actually have a really cool setup in our apartment where we digitally project Blu-ray. Oh, good. My husband and I always have a huge fight because he always wants to watch the new Netflix uh, series. And I'm like, but I want to watch Sunset Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Or the frustrating thing is, too, because he is older, he's seen films maybe 10 times on Million Dollar Movie, those who are old enough to remember that back in the old days, that I maybe have seen once or not at all. So there's always that struggle. So I must admit on the weekends, he gives me a chance. But I I like to relax. I like friends. I love being with friends. I love hanging out with friends. Um, I do like, uh, we, we live up by Fort Trent Park, so I love this neighborhood the area, the park is gorgeous. Um, and just do New Yorky things that, you know, just kind of make you feel like you're in the city. That's wonderful. And if you can't decide on a film, uh, there are over 500 episodes of Richard Skipper. <laughs> Thank <Saturday>. you. <laughs> He's also big on YouTube, Richard. I have to tell you, we're constantly <laughs> checking out the YouTube stuff. And so good, good idea. You've okay. got lots of content. And David has a lot of content as well. So check out some of his interviews. I will. And I've uh, got to listen to podcasts now, too. Yes. I've got a whole new I know, right? To listen to. Oh, my yes. God. Thank you. They're all they're wonderful. Uh, David, who do you go to for help when you feel overwhelmed by this business? My therapist. <laughs> <laughs> and also, uh, also my good friend, Jerry Jewell. Oh, Jerry, we love you. If you're watching... We love Jerry. So everyone knows about my uh, random acts of kindness cal calendar because I talk about it. Uh, so Andrea, I'm going to read a passage from my calendar. And the passage is, my emotions can have many hidden layers, uh, like Russian nesting dolls, sometimes nested within my sadness is anger or even gratitude. Today's self-love action if there's something I've been feeling very emotional about lately, today I'll get quiet, grab my journal, and feel uh, I'll go into the deep layers of my emotion. What I find may be informative and healing. Are you a journal keeper? And if so, when you've got all these layers, where do you go to find your ways of dealing with the overwhelming sensations? You're asking me? I'm asking you. Um, at times I keep journals, but not always. That was beautiful, by the way. Thank yeah. you for reading that. Um, I do, um, I, I work out a lot in, I think through music and then I have my, my people, you know, I have my people. It just means everything. Yeah. Great. Uh, Charles, do people get you? <laughs> That's an interesting question. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I would say yes. I've been lucky to find a community of people in theater who, who very much get me. Yes. Good. Hey. good. And Claudine, yes. your theme today, uh -huh. how does loyalty make you feel? Oh my gosh, it, uh, I don't know, it makes me feel connected. 
absolutely connected to the people I'm loyal to. I mean, I can think about like, you know, people I've worked with for a long time, well, like Barry and David that I work with, Barry Kleinboard, David, David Gaines. Um, I have a, I just feel like there's like a thread, you know, that goes out and you get that warm feeling, right? So that's, yeah, warm, connected, good Great. feelings. I feel that way with my family. I feel that way with my best friends. Yeah. Wonderful. Jeffrey. Uh, again, for my daily acts of kindness. If you encounter a challenge today, reframe the bigger picture. Will this matter next week? Have you dealt with something this week that got you down? And in the scheme of things, will it really matter next week? Oh, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm going to be brutally honest. Um, I know how many people are coming to my next two shows. <laughs> <laughs> And those of us in the cabaret world know it's a challenge to get audience. So I, it, I kind of get a little <gasps> like, oh, my God, I need more people on September 20th because everyone's telling me I'm coming September 24th. And it's like, oh, come to the 20th. And then I'm going, people will come. They'll come. They won't come. And I'll do my show. And the, the good news, I've done the show twice. This will be the third and the fourth time. The first time I was completely sold out. Second time. I did it for about 25 people and it was the same show. I have to tell you for 25 people, I connected. I cried mm -hmm. twice. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. So that made me feel like, you know what? <laughs> it's all good. So what, you know, I'm going to talk about that in my closing remarks. So listen to what I have to say about that. I will. I'm listening. Okay. So, and David, what kept you motivated this week? Uh, first, uh, my, I'm, my mom, Aww. my mom, that's who came in the room and she said, say hi to, say hi to Richard. Oh, hi, mom. And, uh, she also said, make me a sandwich when you're done. Uh, <laughs> so what kind of a sandwich are you going to make? Um, a chicken. We got fresh chicken with lettuce, oh. tomato, mayonnaise. She likes the tomatoes Yum. and I love her very much. I'm not making this up. It's National Chicken Day, so make sure <laughs> nice it is. Uh, no, of course. So we're going to do a couple of giveaways. I'm actually doing two giveaways today. So we're going to start with the first one. Uh, so, and I'll tell you what we're going to do. And I'm going to start with you, uh, Claudine. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Joyce Glasgow is our winner. Hi, now, Joyce. Joyce, I know Joyce is not here in New York. So uh -huh. Joyce is not going to be able to go to your show. Okay. And so I, since I know that Joyce is not able to go to your show, uh, I'm going to send Joyce a Richard Skipper Celebrates mug. <laughs> so Joyce, send me your email. Uh, you can send it to Richard at RichardSkipper.com. Send me your mailing address, and I will send you a Richard Skipper Celebrates mug. Make sure you do a selfie and send it to me. And... Uh, so I will uh, get that to you as soon as I can. And I'm going to do one more drawing. And this is for Jeffrey. So let's see who our winner is. Deborah Stone. So Deborah Stone uh, has uh, two tickets for your show on the 10th. Uh, this does not include drinks, but two comps for the show. Deborah, if you are unable to attend that show, Maybe you can go to the other show 
And if you're not able to attend either one of those shows, let me know. But Deborah lives in New York and hopefully she'll get there. Great. So I'm going to do my closing remarks and then each of you are going to get a chance to give your closing remarks. And when you finish, you will pick the next person and then the next person and the next person until no one is left. And then uh, at the end, ever who is the last person standing, when you say goodbye, the final credits will roll. Don't worry about how do I end this? How do I turn this off? Don't worry, I will end it. Just uh, end by saying goodbye. <laughs> so I wanna talk about loyalty. Uh, we are all in a business where we rely too much on our friends to hold us up in this business. And we need to really hold on to ourselves. I began the show by asking Andrea to name something about herself. And it was a difficult, uh, that she liked about herself. And it was a difficult thing for her to answer. And I find that all of us find it's a difficult thing for us to come up with a quick answer about something that we like. In a lot of businesses, when you go to apply for a job, the first thing they ask you is to come up with the elevator speech. That speech that you can do between the first and let's say 10th floor. Mm -hmm. You should be able to do the same thing about something you like about yourself. The moment that someone asks you, you should be able to do it and not uh, be ashamed of it. Uh, and you should be able to do it proudly. And when it comes to our friends, um, I do this almost daily, as you all know. Uh, and I appreciate every single person who shows up. And I realize that a lot of people don't show up. Uh, and it used to rip me to shreds. Uh, and I had to let go of it. Um, I am going to put it out there. The idea of going and watching a football game is not something that I would relish doing. <laughs> uh, going to a punk rock concert is not something that I would relish doing. I don't watch violent movies. I don't enjoy it. That's not to say there is not an audience out there for those things. Do the best work that you can possibly do, all of you. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the path. Enjoy what it takes to get you there. If you can take each day and enjoy the work that it takes to get you there, then that's what it's all about. Because this is it. We spend our lives doing all this work hoping that those people are going to show up on opening night, or they're going to buy the product, or they're going to listen to the podcast, or they're going to show up. We have no control over it. And if we put so much emphasis on whether they're going to like those things once it's out there, then why are we doing it? We need to find the enjoyment. This was a, a blast for me today. You know, whether 21 people watched it or whether 2,100 people will see it eventually, it doesn't matter. The 21 people that are here today chose to be here today. That's what matters. And that's what we need to focus on. And that's my lesson to you, Jeffrey. The people that are going to be there are going to be there. Loud and clear, Richard. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Those, you know, just enjoy the ride because this is it. We spend too much emphasis on worrying 
about whether or not people are going to show up, do it for the fun of it. And if you're not going to enjoy that process, get out of the business because otherwise it you're doing it for all the wrong reasons. It's fun, 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 fun. And that's my lesson for today. I end every show by telling everyone to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Go to your Facebook friends list and reach out to the eighth name that pops up and reach out with a phone call. Not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Uh, so many people we've lost lately, and there's an outpouring of love for those people. And I think, wouldn't it have been nice if they could have seen that outpouring of love a month ago? That's what we need to do. We need. I know we can't do that for everybody every day, but if you take one person every day and you say, I'm just gonna show this person today that they matter in my life, it will change the world. And that's what we need to do. As my dear friend, Sean Moniker always says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. You never know what someone else is going through right now. But I always say, if you're gonna go out in a boat, make sure you bring a skipper along. So I'm gonna leave the screen and Andrea, I'm gonna turn it over to you. It's all yours. Anything you wanna say about anything we talked about today that you wanna build upon, anything we didn't talk about that you wish we had, or just any message you wanna leave everyone with, I love you. I thank you for the gifts that you've given to the world and that you will continue to give. And I am so lucky that our friendship has lasted as long as it has. I love you. It's all Thank yours. You. You're really bringing tears to my eyes. Um, I, well, I would like to take a moment to invite everybody and anybody to attend a Zoom meeting on Thursday, September 8th, where you can learn about kidney donation. You're not going to be asked to give your kidney. But um, I don't really have a way to share the info, but you can find me through my website or on Facebook and message me and I'll send you the info. It'll be on the YouTube channel. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. Well, there we go. Um, just to just to ask you to attend this meeting and to find out about kidney donation, that would be, um, I don't want to take too much time, but if you could look into that, that would be great. And other than that, Richard, I want to speak to you and express very heartfelt love and gratitude right now to you because every time, you know, I'm one of these people, I don't sit still very well and I'm over here and I'm doing that. And I'm always running and bouncing around. And every time you invite me to take part in something that you've created, it's, it's just a beautiful experience and a reminder to, you know, just sort of slow down for a sec. Music does that for me, just gets me in the moment. Um, but you know, you it's, it's you always say such meaningful, important things, and it's always fun and enlightening, and uh, and valuable to be part of whatever you're doing. So I really just want to express my own love and gratitude to you for all that you do and all that you are, and for inviting me into your world. That's it. And I guess I now choose the next person to speak. Let's see. <laughs> Jeffrey. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot. Um, mm. Wow. Um, I just also want to reiterate what you said about Richard. I don't know Richard that well, but I honestly feel such an incredible amount of, um, uh, what's the Yiddish word, spilkus? No, I don't know. Just incredible amount of, of love and, and gratefulness that he's actually had seen me on another, uh, the other show I did and, and reached out to me and, and asked me to join you all today. And I'm very grateful. And I'm really, really excited about what my future in this particular cabaret scene could be and um, anxious to meet other people and see. And now I got to get tickets to 54 Below. Oh my God. And your show. And it's just, but but just the the love from the community, I, I feel very. It's a very interesting, unique, very loyal loyalty community, and I'm grateful I'm sticking my toe in it, and hopefully I'll be you know accepted. And I'm very 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 blessed to be able to do this. I really feel it. So um, and thank you for your final word, Richard. Oh my God, I um thank you aloha mahalo as we say in hawaii for everything and um i guess i'll pick charlie oh great well i'd love to uh, end my part by saying a few thank yous to people for what they've done this week different people and so first i'd like to start by thanking um the cast of uh, the very small cast of the musical Los Ochros off Broadway, which I had the fortune mm. of seeing this week. And it's really wonderful and beautiful show. And I recommend it. Thank you to, to uh, Melissa Erico, June Gable and Gregory Jabara, who I had the privilege of interviewing this week for taking time out of your schedule and sharing bits of your lives with me. Thank you, Richard, for having me on. It was great to meet all of you. And finally, I'd like to say a last thank you to um, to Michael Levine, who's the music director for my upcoming show, for the wonderful rehearsals we've been able to have this week and for being a great friend and for making all this possible. And thank you in advance to all of you for hopefully coming on the 6th. And it was great to see you all. And I'll, and I'll pick uh, Claudine to go next. Okay. All right. Oh, and the sun is coming in right now. Um, I'm just so full of, uh, I don't know, I feel brimming. So it's uh, it's kind of exciting. Um, you know, there's this thing we used to tell kids when we did plays at school, you know, there's never going to be this energy in a room again. Um, so really enjoy it. Um, and this is this was a wonderful energy in this, you know, so it's the conversations and, uh, and, and uh, just being open. I think that's, that's part of loyalty too. There's sort of a contract we make with the world. So, uh, so thank you. And thank you. And now I will pick David. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, oh, I got a, I've got something right here. Didn't have it at my desk. Honey Bunny. This is a film that I produced that is in the film festival circuit. It stars Blair Williamson and Susie Q. Schallert. And um, it's my DVD copy. Um, I'm very, I mentioned this because we're very excited because we, um, we started off at the uh, Disability Film Challenge East, through Easter Seals and we have popped. And I was looking at a lot of the festivals that chose us to be a part of theirs, either as participants or winners or nominees. And I was, here's just a few. 
the Love Wins International Film Festival, the Love Story Film Festival in London, the Love is Love Film Festival. And then we are now in Barcelona, Spain, uh, this coming week for the Love and Hope International Film Festival. Um, and I brought this up because I talk about the family and I talk about the love and the thing about Richard's show, I was, when he invited me, I went, oh, I get to meet with the family. I mean, it, it becomes a new family because it's the first time I met most of these wonderful people, uh, except for Richard, of course. Um, but it brings to the word of loyalty and loyalty of friends, loyalty of yourself. And this is for everybody. And like this, I mean, dear, I mean, friends turning into family. Um, but more than that, the loyalty to yourself, because if you have it to give, as my teacher says, said, he passed away, um, but he was a dear friend and, and, and family, Corey Allen, who, who um, was a wonderful actor, director. He, I always was doing this when I was younger, but the loyalty to oneself is to give the love and be sure you get it back. So that is, that is what I'm feeling at this moment. And, um, and thank you, Richard, and thank you, everybody. Love you.